Do you want to start a business to give your family more freedom? Do you desire to have a marriage that makes your friends jealous? Do you want to spend more quality time with your children? We are your hosts, Matt and Jocelyn Woodruff, and we cannot wait to share this journey with you. Welcome to our family-friendly podcast. Join our conversations where we talk about how to build a business that will give us the freedom we choose. Welcome to the Family Life Movement Podcast. Welcome to the Family Life Movement Podcast. This is Jocelyn Woodrum. We have a special episode today with Liana Malang, and Matt recorded this episode with her uh, for his other podcast, Wrestling with Fatherhood. Um, We really thought that this was appropriate to share with the Family Life Movement family, uh, as it is dealing with... um, childhood and love trauma and we felt that that was um, applicable to our audience and also because we um, as a family are dealing with grief this week Um, we lost our family pet Toby this week and really working on navigating that grief Um, so we will probably talk some more about how our family has managed that and another time, uh, but I hope you enjoy this podcast. Welcome to the Wrestling with Fatherhood Reloaded Podcast, man. I am so excited today. We have Rihanna Mill with us. She is a certified global coach, love coach, and a certified clinical trauma and addictions professional, and a certified mindfulness coach, number one bestseller author, and the host of her own podcast, Lessons in Life and Love. An educational speaker, she's a certified mindset coach and a licensed mental health counselor for over 20 years living in Florida. She was also the life and dating coach for document series Racially Dating, Finding Loving, Finding Lasting Love Over 40, and her client is still happily married. Rihanna specializes in those who have had past childhood or relationship trauma. As you guys know, if you've listened to my show for any amount of time, something that is so, so, so incredibly needed. And it offers coaching programs for both singles and couples globally through her website, lifeandlovetrainingacademy.com. Rihanna's app, a free app, Lessons in Love and Life. Sorry, that was reversed. Lessons in Life and Love on the go offers many videos and her podcasts. Her five-star related books, the number one bestseller, Love Beyond Your Dreams, Break Free of Toxic Relationships to Have the Love You Deserve, and Live Beyond Your Dreams from Fear and Doubt to Personal Power, Purpose, and Success, addresses life difficult transitions, personal transformation, and the mindset for success, having and having loving, conscious relationships with yourself and others. Rihanna, thank you so much for being on the Wrestling with Fatherhood podcast and welcome. You're welcome, Matt. Thanks for having me. Hello, everybody. So I'm happy to be here. And I'm excited. I'm pumped up. I love your field. I love your study. And I think that there is such a need in today's world, especially when it comes to fatherhood, on addressing trauma and how we can mold and shape those relationships with our parents and just, I, I love your work. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. It is important work for people to know because it's newer and it's cutting edge. Oh, definitely. As dads and moms out there, you know, if you can get this and heal this within yourself and within your family dynamic and teach your kids the mindset for success, it can do everything. And I didn't mean for my two daughters to be a uh, science experiment, but I got to tell you, I taught this early on and both of them are extremely successful. My one daughter who's pregnant with twins is uh, in Inc. and Forbes magazine as one of the top 11 female entrepreneurs. You know, so also sings on multi-platinum CDs and hosted several TV shows. So whatever she dreamed to do, she was able to get it. Why the mindset for success? Exactly. I love that. And this is such an important field. But tell us a little bit about your work as a life, love, and relationship coach. And how did you come into this? Sure. Well, I did the traditional route. Uh, later in life, I went back for my master's. And I have a triple master's in applied clinical and counseling psychology from Rowan University. And I opened up my own practice, Therapy by the Sea, in Atlantic City. And in the meanwhile, I also did other jobs. So as I was, ra- you know, bringing in clients. It takes a while to build a practice. So I was working in the schools and I ended up working at every grade level from kindergarten all the way through college as a SAC counselor, student assistance counselor that works with the upset kids. And then most of them had come from traumatic homes. And then I worked in a hospital unit at Atlantic Care for children and adolescents. Then I worked in an adolescent drug and alcohol facility. And I worked with women from the prison system. So every area of jobs that I was a psychotherapist involved people with pretty intensive trauma. And then it was my own love relationship um, later in life. Um, I was very happily dating this guy and we got engaged and everyone's there. Wow, you're the most terrific couple. We want to be you guys. We're traveling the world. We're having an amazing time. And then my world exploded. It ended up, he had a secret life. He was fired from his job and we were met by his school superintendent who introduced us. So it was very strange and very upsetting. Um, So not only did it destroy our marriage, but my work and his work and our family unit because he wasn't doing the right things when nobody was looking. And, uh, you know, with that type of lifestyle, which I call Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, Dr. Jekyll is well-loved in the community, just like the Broadway show, and very successful and, and popular and handsome. And then Mr. Hyde is a hidden personality type. And that's usually always going to explode on someone. Well, it did. And uh, I really went into what we call love trauma, which is PTSD symptoms um, because it was so shocking and how it devastated my life, his life. And um, seven of my psychotherapy friends could not help me. And we did not know what he had because we didn't learn this in our schooling. Childhood trauma did not exist, the studies on it. So the last thing he said to me, I don't know why I sabotage everything I love. And I said, I'm going to find out why. And that's when I started my mission of my research. And I was getting so much great information. It's like, I've got to write a book on this. I really don't want to write a book. But that resulted in the number one Amazon bestseller, Love Beyond Your Dreams. And it's 400 pages. And then my research continued. And that study then went into my workbook. That's 150 pages for my clients. And that's the interactive work to help really um, expose what the childhood traumas were for them, how it's coming up in their adult life, and going from unconscious behavioral patterns and emotional triggers to a more conscious, positive, aware life 
what you think before you do say and act. And if you're triggered, you know how to handle it. So that's what led me to my work. Wow, that's powerful. I love the part of your story where you don't just identify and leave yourself in a victim mentality. Instead, oh, you, you decide, hey, I'm not going to be a victim. Instead, I'm going to figure out exactly why this happened so that I can go and help other people. I think that is a, an incredible mindset mentality to have. Yeah. And what I found out, you know, nine out of 10 people suffer in life and love due to unhealed childhood trauma. So the, the, as I was getting the research, I was able to help my own therapy clients even better because then I was asking them the questions that uncovered the things that then I knew how to help them treat, right? To feel better and heal from in their transformation uh, or transitional period. So it was really powerful for myself and for my clients. And then it's like, I have to coach this. So then I just started putting my program together. Man, that, that's incredible. Absolutely love that. So you specialize in those who have experienced childhood trauma. Mm -hmm. How does that hold somebody back from having the life and love relationship that they've dreamed of? Well, the emotional triggers will keep coming up for them. Uh, usually by the time they come to me, they might've had two or maybe three toxic relationships. They swear they're going to get a different and better next time. And yet they pick another toxic personality type and they can't figure out what they're doing wrong. Most of my people tend to be very successful in business, but then struggle in love. So they're like, if they can get business right, why can't I get the love relationship right? Well, the dynamics that happened to them with a, as a child were not healed. And what happens, especially with a lot of men, is that they want to fall in love by chemistry. And you'll see this all the time, must have chemistry in these written profiles, right? The problem is the brain gets excited by what it knows, good or bad. So if you grew up in kind of a toxic household and you're meeting someone with that same kind of dynamic, unconsciously, you're going to be attracted to that. The brain doesn't know, is this good excitement or bad excitement? It doesn't know. It just knows it's excited. So most men, and it's due to caveman brain, reptile brain, old brain, whatever you want to call it, are hardwired for attraction because men are supposed to procreate the race. So they can't help that they want the attraction factor. Women, cavewoman brain is hardwired for safety because we're the child bearers. We can't help that we want safety. So when men complain, oh, all women want is money, we want security so that we feel safe, ourselves and our children. And when men say, well, I just want a, a good looking woman, they can't help it because they're hardwired towards attraction. Okay. So um, I educate a lot around, you know, the brain and patterns. But the problem is if it's not healed, you keep suffering. We call that same person, different face. So the same dynamics you keep attracting into your life, but with the next partner and the next one, and then it never goes away. So you have to figure out what the unhealed traumas are, heal them, and then your luck becomes better. And it's not luck. It's now educated choice when you're out there dating, which we call conscious dating. Wow, that, that is absolutely fascinating. So you were mentioned the word traumas, which mm -hmm. tells me that there, there's more than one specific type of trauma. It's not just something bad happens and we can fix that. And it's, it's that simple, it's that easy. So can you describe the different types of trauma yeah. that are experienced during childhood that affect an adult later in life when it comes to their love and their life relationships? Yes, uh, there are quite a few. Um, I'd say about 18, 17, 18. Sometimes another one pops into my mind. It's like, oh, it's not on my list. 
But these are the top 10 that I saw in the combination of 20 years of work and in the, some of the partners that I was attracted to before I was able to fix this for myself. So as I'm saying this, I want to advise your listeners, you might want to write them down because most people say, well, I didn't have traumas. My childhood was somewhat normal. A couple bumps in the road, no big deal. Then they hear the list. It's like, well, wait, I had five or six of those, you know, um, and it does really impact you later in life. So I just want to stress as I'm going over the list, when you were young, you were very innocent. You could not have changed these things. We are at the mercy of the household we are, we're brought into. And it's not about now blaming your parents because research shows childhood trauma goes through at least three generations. And it's not about feeling ashamed yourself if you have these. We're trying to look at it as a fact. Did this happen? Did it not? Because you can't change what you don't acknowledge or understand. So here's the first part, which we call acknowledgement. So the 10 traumas are uh, when you were young, did your household have any of these situations? So the first one is addiction and mom or dad. Now I'll name 11 of them because I'm a drug and alcohol addictions counselor too. So there's drugs, alcohol, sex, meaning if you knew your parent was a cheater, porn, gambling, hoarding, uh, spending, eating, gaming, TV watching, um, workaholism. And I've recently added to this list addiction to machines. So social networking, just being on them hours and hours and ignoring your kids. This is a problem for our children in this society today. So it's very important that the parents are monitoring if their children are around, that they're not on their computers and phones. Okay, so that's the first one. Second is verbal abuse or verbal put downs. So you could be watching mom and dad yelling a lot or you received yelling or verbal put downs like you'll never amount to anything. You know, you're, you're to not speak or be heard, go to your room. Um, or, you know, you need to gain weight. I mean, you need to lose weight. You're putting on too much weight. So any kind of verbal slur or put down. Also, if you don't hear the words, I love you, or I'm proud of you, or great job, you know, I'm so proud of you. If you don't hear those words, you end up growing up feeling not worthy or good enough. The third one is emotional abuse or neglect. The fourth one is physical abuse, like hitting in any way, uh, sexual abuse, rape, or molestation. That's number four. Number five is abandonment. And there's two types of abandonment, fault and no fault. So a no fault abandonment would be like if a parent died early, the child definitely feels abandoned, but it's not their fault, right? Also, if they go off to war for our country, the child's always nervous. You know, I was working a lot with those kids in the schools where they're like, is my mom going to come home? Is my dad going to come home? You know, so it's a very scary time for a little child. And the other one would be like my situation. My dad traveled a lot with his business, but that's how he supported the family. And I remember asking as a little girl, when's daddy coming home? And my mom had five kids. She said, well, I don't know. And I don't know where he is. And I'm thinking, well, why does she not know? Well, later in life, we found out my dad was CIA and FBI. And he couldn't tell us where he was. So it's no fault because that's how he supported the family. But it still was something that affected all of us, right? The next one, uh, a fault abandonment would be, let's say the parent was never involved in their child's life at all. Or there was a marriage and they left when the child was young and that parent barely sees the child or it's very irregular. Or even emotional abandonment, there is, let's say, a father in the household, but he's checked out into TV or football all weekend and rarely really plays 
with the kids. So that's a fault because he can change that very easily. Okay. The next one is if you were adopted, part of foster care or had to go live in another household because mom or dad couldn't take care of you. Trauma number seven is very popular. I'd say it's the most people relate to, and that's if you were bullied or you remember feeling different while you were growing up. So that overweight child, skinny and gawky child who might've been called the nerd or teased at school. You might've had asthma and walked around with the inhaler and just felt different. You can be on the football team. You never wanted the cool kids. Um, things like that. If you grew up, I had a beautiful African-American girl in my office and she goes, no, my family was great. I don't relate to any of those. She heard number seven. She goes, that's it, Rihanna. She goes, I went to an all white school. I never fit in. I was never good enough. I was always teased and bullied. And that led to a lot of jealousy in her relationship, pushing her man away. Uh, so that one around worthiness is really important. Uh, the next one is sibling trauma. And that could be your sibling was bullying you. Your sibling could have been born with a medical problem, giving your parents needing more time and attention for them. So this other child is slighted. Or they most often were perceived as the golden child by you. So they might have been the star athlete or more handsome or more beautiful or smarter. For some reason, your parents seem to give them more time, love, and attention. Okay, now, um, number nine, I had to move one from the later list onto there. So nine has two parts because I just had to have it there. The second one I pulled down was community trauma, which is our school shootings, our mass shootings, losing our large communities by floods, fires, hurricanes, volcanoes. I mean, this has just gotten crazy in our world in the past 10 to 15 years. When I was growing up as a child, we didn't see these kind of disasters really wipe out neighborhoods like this. That was very rare. So that one is very important because can you imagine children living through this kind of situation? And then also family trauma. So that could be if you were living in a dangerous neighborhood or you're, you grew up feeling lack or there was poverty, moving every two to four years because you're a military family and the child's in different schools all the time, um, losing your home by the mortgage crises. So anything the family goes through, that's family trauma. And number 10 is if there's mental health issues in mom or dad. Now, for the baby boomers listening, our parents didn't go to therapy, so we kind of have to guess. <laughs> um, the most difficult for children to grow up with is bipolar and borderline. So bipolar is fast trigger anger, moodiness. When they're good, they're great, but when they're bad, they're horrid, and kids never know what they're going to get. So there's a lot of tiptoeing around that volatile parent that tends to be hereditary borderline. So if this father has it in their household, likely his father had borderline. Bipolar is manic depressive. So depression can come out as extreme fatigue, anger, or just checking out emotionally. In a manic phase, people think, oh, is that the high and happy one? It could be, but it could also be a gambling spree, a drinking binge, um, you know, or anything else going on. Uh, that's manic, you know, uh, eating, binge, spending spree, gambling are three examples. Wow, just so much great information there. And I'm shaking my head because I, I not only do I know people, but I've also been through a lot of the experience that you're talking about. Yeah. So what are some examples? Like what sort of patterns, destructive patterns uh, should we be watching for in the people that we love? Mm -hmm. uh, 
to, to see if they've been through some of these different things. Well, this is when you can start identifying yourself and some of your struggles in your adult life because it shows up in your adult life. So, and primarily in your love relationships because the first person you were supposed to love is the opposite sex parent. So for men, you know, what was the relationship like with your mom? You know, if she was stable and loving and affectionate and gave you good messages and said, I love you, then you normally would have very strong, powerful relationships with the woman you choose as an adult man, okay? If you grow up, <clears throat> let's say with a mother who's an alcoholic and she's nasty and you never hear those positive messages and you have to tiptoe around the house to please her. So you're, you're helping with the laundry and cleaning the house and with the other siblings to get them up fed into the bus stop or she's gonna yell and scream at you. Then you learn people pleasing, right? So some kids that grow up in the home, let's say of a raging alcoholic, they don't have much love and attention in the home. So this might be the little boy that goes to school and becomes a class clown to feel love or schmoozes his female teacher. So instead of getting the D, he'll get the C. Then he learns, oh, well, you know, um, schmoozing works. And sometimes these men can grow up to be manipulators, you know, con men. They use people to get where they want to be. Um, and this is what we have to watch out for. And the higher scale of the childhood trauma list are sociopaths. So sociopath is someone that uses someone for pleasure or profit. The numbers are very high towards a male skew, but I do have men in my office that I've treated with sociopathic women. And I just said a lot of foreign women come over, you know, be the ideal Barbie doll dream girl to the, the wealthy men, get them to marry them, have a kid, and then they take off. And then the man is devastated. He didn't see that he was being used. This is love trauma. So I do treat men that have been hurt in any way by the female sociopath. And then the psychopath is a sociopath who kills. That's the worst, okay? So there's all different levels of this. So let's go over some of the other things. <clears throat> Jealousy and control. That comes usually from trauma number seven, not feeling good enough, you know, being teased at school. You'll never grow up to be anything. Uh, suffering with grades. You didn't feel like you, you know, you were succeeding. Um, but sometimes, you know, if you do well in school, then your ego that needs to be fed as a child to give you worth, um, you are successful in business, but then the love part wasn't healed, right? So this might be the boy saying, well, if I get good grades and bring them home to my angry mom and dad, at least they'll love me that day and I'll be the hero for a little while. So they'll work hard to get the good grades so that they feel love by doing Okay, so a lot of people might be do, overdoing or people-pleasing. Uh, impulsivity can come up a lot when the family suffered with not a lot of things. So that could be, I really want that car. You know, I want that hotshot sport car, even though if I buy it, my family will be suffering for the next two years. But I don't care because I deserve it. That's impulsivity, feeling that they deserve something that they always dreamed of or wanted as a kid. Um, abandonment issues can lead to clinginess, high anxiety, bouts of depression, uh, codependent relationships, and love addiction. So I have a male I'm treating now with severe love addiction, and usually these relationships go back and forth with breakups, making up at seven times. So consciously they're aware, this woman's not good for me. She uses me, she's cheating on me, 
I know it. She drinks too much and she screams at me. They know consciously it's a horrible relationship, but they can't break up with her. They're so addicted. And love addictions as strong, if not stronger than cocaine. It's feeding on this certain part of the brain. So that would be the man that had maybe emotional addiction from his mom. But early on in this relationship, this woman gave him a ton of attention, a ton of love, right? And then over time, you know, if they do have unhealed childhood trauma, those dysfunctional patterns usually come out in month four to 12, or when there's a major transition for the couple, which could be moving in together, engagement, marriage, or having a child. And that's when you can see the personality changes the most because they're not able to hold the facade together like they were early on. Yeah. Wow, some great stuff, some deep stuff. So yeah. uh, how can these emotional triggers or destructive behavioral patterns show up in business and impact other parts of the, the adult life? It's really fascinating. I'm one that always liked to read biographies and I watch documentaries and bi biographies now. Uh, let's talk about the Luther Vandross story, right? Very, very um, successful man. Um, wait a minute. That's not the story I wanted. Let's talk about Steve Jobs. Okay. Uh, he was adopted twice. Most people don't know that. He was adopted, was kept for about two and a half years and given back then adopted again. So in those very formative years of attachment, he learned he couldn't trust people. So he became attracted to things. Things made him happy. Things excited him. Things fed his ego. Things made him feel good enough. So here's this brilliant man in business who was always you know, excited about the new next thing, but was a difficult boss and erratic around the office. You know, the wife left him. He had a very broken relationship with his daughter, but he did heal that in the end, which was good. But, you know, just watching some of the dynamics, we have a very high level politician, I won't say his name, who has unhealed childhood trauma. One of the signs is called blurting out. You blurt out things that you say before consciously thinking, is that a good thing for me to say? And people are left saying, what? Why would he say that? It's like this shock response. Don't even see how a pro. Up by not being able to hold on to your jobs. It's always the boss's fault. There's a lot of blame with people that have unhealed trauma. It's his fault. He does this. He picks on me. He's, and then, you know, if you feel that's happening at work, then you come home and then you pick on your wife or on your kids. So this is not a good situation, obviously, for a love relationship. Or just the opposite. Like I said, you succeed in business because that feds your ego. That makes you feel great about life. But then you've never healed the love portion that you grew up with. And you might go from relationship to relationship. And, you know, the women might leave you um, or you just um, sometimes the men with the mothers that were not good to them almost idolize what the woman should be like that dream woman would do this and this and this. And they want perfectionism in this woman, which is like humanly impossible. So they get very frustrated in relationships and either leave them right away or punish the woman for not being perfect. So there's a lot of different things that 
can go on. Wow, that's some powerful stuff. Something that you said earlier that uh, I would love to hear what you have to say is you mentioned you know, bipolar and these different mental health, uh, different things that people are going through, the mental health uh, disabilities mm-hmm. and things like that. Do you think that these mental health disabilities are directly related to the traumas that a lot of yes. these people are suffering? Absolutely. Every client that comes to me has high anxiety and bouts of depression. Some are on medication, some aren't. The truth is psychotropic, about a 33% success rate. The rest is placebo effect. And it's just a Band-Aid. You're not getting to the root of the trouble or the problem. And when I start working with people, most people go off their meds within two to three weeks. They don't need it. I do a lot of vitamin therapy. I do a lot of holistic treatments, meditation, things that really help the body and brain because trauma stays stored in the brain and the body cells until you take action and heal it. And all the trauma work that I've done says it takes four to six months of active practice and awareness. And that's how long I need to work with somebody in my coaching programs to make sure they heal and they become more aware and stop the the trauma caused um, patterns. Oh, that's that that is great stuff. I know there's people listening right now who are going, wow, like I, I fall under those different traumas mm-hmm. and these different things. Or there's other people listening right now who are going, wow, you know, I have a relationship that's perfect, or I had a relationship that per- was perfect or seemed perfect. Thank you for listening to the Family Life Movement Podcast. I hope you had as much fun as we did. To hear our thoughts on the podcast and to continue this conversation, join our free Facebook group by searching for the Family Life Movement. See the show notes for links to our guest social media and websites and any resources that were mentioned will also be linked in the show notes. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please go rate and review and send us a screenshot and we will send you a special access gift. Join us next time for more conversations, tips, and tricks on growing your business around your family. Thanks for joining us and have a great day.